What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Hey guys, this next segment is brought to you by the Blackhawk Group. Blackhawk Group offers an unparalleled customer support service combined with top-level classroom installations and equipment servicing. They have years' worth of experience in this field, experience that is unmatched by competitors anywhere. Learn more about Blackhawk Group at www.blackhawkgroupllc.net. Hey everybody, welcome to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. I'm Pete, this is Evan, and on today's show we're going to be discussing how Andrew Cuomo wants to extend seat, state seatbelt laws to back, backseat passengers, how Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's chief of staff funneled six grand to her boyfriend during her campaign, and how Kamala Harris's father and her family have, quote, categorically disassociated themselves from a presidential run. Before we get into any of that, let's talk a little bit about who we are. So first off, if you're new to the show, welcome. The Empire State Conservative Network podcast is for New York State conservatives who are sick and tired of being neglected by local and state politicians. You're also tired of being ostracized by friends, family, co-workers for thinking differently than they do, mainly because they're conservative and you know about life and political policy and history, and they don't. So let's start off with Cuomo's new backseat uh, law. So obviously desperate, especially since Amazon pulled out of New York City to bump up tax revenue. They're looking to start. Well, it's not tax revenue, right? It's just revenue in general. It would just be revenue. State. Yeah. So they're looking to extend uh, seatbelt laws to backseat passengers. So this is just something that they've thrown out there. Probably going to pass since it's a feel good bill and it's to keep everyone safe. But what are your thoughts on this, Evan? It's, it seems kind of them <laughs> we've, we've talked about this millions of times with regards to vtl laws and the cell phone laws and use of electronic device and you know it's this is another thing that basically almost no one's going to write this it's almost never going to be enforced and it's really completely unnecessary because who in their right mind doesn't wear a seatbelt in the car yeah because even if you're in the back seat you're in a car accident you can still be ejected from the vehicle or paralyzed i know it was, uh, it's got to be close to 10 years ago now. The girl I was dating at the time. One of her sister's friends, the dad was driving. They were in the back seat not wearing seatbelts. And a drunk driver hit their car. And she threw herself in front of um, one of the other passengers. And her spine was just obliterated and she was paralyzed. Jesus. So it doesn't matter if you're in the back seat or the front seat. Yep. It's, it's literally one of those things where everyone's doing it already. He's putting it on the books to make it. goes, look what I did. I made your Cuomo. I made back seat passengers safer when everyone's already doing it. Yeah, and you need some good press, especially after Amazon pulled out. And there's a lot of speculation. And he was talking smack about Amazon before they pulled out about a week or so prior, saying that they weren't doing enough to talk themselves up in local communities. Meanwhile, there are multiple communal meetings every week in it's Long Island Amazon. City. I know. Bringing 25,000 jobs just the first year alone, over $2 billion in tax revenue. That's after they get the incentives that they were guaranteed in the form of tax revenue. And apparently our favorite congresswoman, which we'll get into a little bit later, you know, is a two-part sequence, doesn't know anything about this. And she continues to prove that to this day. But he needs a win. And we talked about this either on yesterday's show or the day before the failed solar panel experiment in that Buffalo, New York-based company. God. I mean, this guy has been losing. His numbers are down. He wants to win. And Evan hit it right on the head. All this is is feel-good legislation that really won't amount to anything. It's just another rule added to a rule that really already exists. It's the same thing you did with the <clears throat> SAFE Act. It's we already don't have shootings, but let's have a law to prevent shootings. We don't have we don't have many shootings in New York. No. Because the Second Amendment already doesn't exist inside of New York City. Yep. And no one outside of New York City it you know, outside of New York City, 
there's not a lot of crime outside of places like Newburgh or Mount Vernon or places like that, Yonkers. But outside those little areas, we don't have mass shootings. That's not something we have. But again, safe fact, safe fact two, feel good laws that all they do is restrict freedoms. Honestly, I don't care about the back seat seatbelt bill. I always wear a seatbelt in the car. I think you're kind of an idiot if you don't wear a seatbelt right. in the car. But again, he is doing this simply for the good press and simply to get a win. Yeah. It's completely unnecessary. It's all it is. All it is. So let's move on there. I just feel that that was something fun because, you know, Cuomo is a very popular man in this group. We should get yeah. him a diaper and some balloons and a yeah. giant thing of poop on his head. Just like, oh my God, that sticker that's on my mug. mug. Yes. So, let's get into Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, our favorite congresswoman. So, it has been reported in recent weeks, by, uh, in recent days, excuse me, by multiple media outlets that her chief of staff funneled six grand to her boyfriend during her campaign. So, let's read a little bit about the specifics. I'm going to um, go over a piece from the Federalist Papers with you. So, Luke Thompson was investigating this. He's a guy whose account was locked on Twitter after he started asking questions about why Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez's boyfriend has an official House email account. Twitter is absolutely, it's absolutely ridiculous how Twitter operates. That's I'm so glad that I do not give any credence to anything on Twitter. Yeah. But their censorship is so much worse than Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. It's literally like, if you are not left wing, they're going to ban you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you say anything that even ticks someone off. It doesn't even have to be something insulting or can't even be um, taken as demeaning that they just do that. But anyway, um, getting back to the article, the mainstream media blew Thompson off, as did her uh, AOC's chief of staff, Sekot Chakar. I hope I'm saying his name right. Who cares? Yeah. Um, Thompson, not satisfied, though, with the excuses offered up by AOC's office, kept digging and found that a liberal super PAC paid her boyfriend six grand during the campaign at a time when the campaign was deeply in debt. Oh, my God. Sounds like Democratic policy. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds pretty swampy. And actually, I know Ben Shapiro touched this in his show yesterday. I mean, she's no better, and none of these people are better. They just they they, they talk a big game, just like um, just like a lot of the Republicans. The only difference is, in some instances, they're looking to instill a policy. She's looking to instill a policy. She's going on a uh, fifty-city tour to try and get uh, to try to get some. Uh, power behind the green new deal amongst the public which is absolutely insane and local and state lawmakers in those areas but anyway let's, let's get more into this days ago ocasio was called out for giving her boyfriend a paying job on her staff she and her chief of staff feigned outrage and said that he was not being paid they claimed he only had a congressional email to check on her calendar for her and that it was a common practice i didn't know that was a common practice that sounds absolutely ridiculous why why, why can't she check her own calendar or doesn't she have an assistant on her staff i'm sure she has an assistant just like a lot of congress people do she can't even lie correctly i know i mean this is the second time in two weeks remember when the green new deal was first announced and this was up on the faq section of her website they took it down and they said that they had been hacked by republicans even though there is software and apps and technology that can be used and that were used by members of even the mainstream media who went back and saw, hey, this crap, the you know regulating cow farts, the um, giving money to people who aren't even willing to work, not that they can't physically or mentally work, but they're unwilling to work, stuff like that. They went back and they found, no, this was actually on your website a few hours ago, so you're lying through your teeth. But um, this is the second time. You're right. She doesn't. She's not good at lying. Well, remember, it's more important to be morally correct than factually correct. Yep. Her yeah. words. Yes. And lying is not morally correct. So she's completely off base. It, she is... Continue. I, yes. I'm going to start losing it. So Luke Thompson, the guy who did this digging, said that a rich guy, quote, a rich guy used a pack to pay AOC's boyfriend six grand when her campaign was running out of money. After she won, she gave that rich guy a job in her office. 
follow me on a journey. That was his tweet, and that was one of the ones that got him banned. Also, he wrote, last week, AO Senior Chief of Staff freaked out on me when I pointed out it looked like she'd hired her boyfriend. I did some digging in the FEC. Turns out Saycott, her chief of staff, has, quote, hired her boyfriend before, just not to do any actual work. AOC paid brand new Congress LLC, which her chief of staff owns, for strategic consulting. Brand new 535, the pack Saycat ran in parallel to his LLC, turned around and paid Riley Roberts, her boyfriend, the same amount as its sole, quote, marketing consultant. How swampy. Directly from the person who investigated this, and he found it in FEC records. So, clearly, this isn't made up. Clearly, this is just a way to funnel money to her or to her boyfriend. I'm sure they share the money in some respects. But politicians do this all the time. You know, Ben Shapiro made this argument yesterday. I don't necessarily agree with it. I'm actually all for getting um, getting corruption and corporations out of politics. I, I have no problem with that and making it uh, making some type of federal mandate that you can only have X amount, which, which already exists, but making it even more limited. But the fact that she's so adamant about this type of stuff, and then she's pulling stuff like this shows that she's really no better. And shows that none of them are any really any better. Well, what she's do- what they're doing is they're embezzling money. Yeah. And this is how you avoid getting charged for it because if anyone watched, has ever watched Arrested Development, if you take money from your company or campaign, but you spend it inside the company, they can't really charge you for embezzlement because you're not putting it into your personal account. So by taking campaign donations probably, or money from a super PAC, and then hiring her boyfriend... She's allowed to give her boyfriend essentially $6,000 for doing nothing. Yeah. So they're essentially stealing money, but they're hiding under the fact that he has a job, and that's how they get away with embezzling money. It's absolutely disgusting, and she's, she's a horrible person. And I'm very glad that she's making enemies even within her own party. And the Democrats, I guarantee, they are going to push her out sooner rather than later. She probably will start the new Democratic Socialist Party and probably run for president in about five years. Yeah, when she's old enough to. Yeah. Which, thank God, she's not right now thank because God. she's pulling ahead of a lot of these people if she were allowed to run, which is terrifying in and of itself. But it's San AOC, and we didn't mention this at the start, but this is something that came up yesterday, and it's true. So you may remember that earlier in the week, she had a gaffe where she talked about how we can reinvest the $3 billion that we lost from Amazon into the communities to pay educators and to pay this and to pay that. Well, the problem is, if Amazon had actually come in had they actually paid the tax revenue that was projected, then you have the $3 billion in tax revenue. The fact that they're not coming in means they don't. Pretty simple. Now, the problem is she's continuing to stick by the fact well, she's gained, uh, she's garnered criticism on Twitter. So it started off when Crane's New York business editor, Eric Enquist, who said that while he usually defends the Democratic Socialist Congresswoman as intelligent, her troubling <laughs> comment... Her tr- she, look, she can run a campaign... She, she pulled a, a rabbit out of a hat, no doubt about it. Joe Crowley was anointed to be the next Speaker of the House, if you recall. But outside of that, she has proven through the Green New Deal, through her debacle about Amazon, through a lot of these things, that she knows nothing about politics, economics, finance, or anything. But let's continue. Her troubling comments about the state, quote, investing those $3 billion instead of supposedly giving it to Amazon have left him speeches. He said, and I quote, if we were willing to give away $3 billion for this deal, we could invest those $3 billion into our districts ourselves if we wanted to. Well, that's what she said, excuse but me. But you don't have the $3 billion. The $3 billion was a tax break. Exactly. It was money that you were willing to forgive Amazon in taxes mm-hmm. in order to come here. So the $3 billion doesn't exist. This is like if I go to sell you a car and you go... Well, you know what? I'll sell you the car 
it and I'll take $5,000 off. So instead of making $10,000 or instead of making $12,000, I'm making $7,000. And then you decide not to buy the car. I don't get that $5,000. I get nothing. You get nothing. Exactly. Exactly. She also said, and I quote, we could hire out more teachers. We can fix our subways. We can put a lot of people to work for that money if we wanted to. So the money that doesn't exist, we can put a lot of people to work for. She's so stupid. Yeah. I, this is basic. This isn't even basic economics. This is common sense. I really don't understand. Like, oh my God. It's just, it's baffling. It is absolutely unbelievable that this woman can walk, talk, and breathe at the same time and, and has not been hit by a subway or a bus <laughs> because her brain is non-functioning. She's like a goldfish. She forgets things the moment that she says them. And I guarantee if you questioned her on this, tomorrow she'd be like, oh, I didn't say that. That's not what I meant. Yeah, I mean... Uh, it's ridiculous with her too because she's younger. A lot of these politicians, they act like they're still in the 80s and 90s where there's only so many sound bites and video clips out there of them saying certain things. Or you'd have to go back through old newspapers to find what they had said. And then even then they can say, no, this was written out of context in a newspaper. Now it's caught on video. We talked about Schumer with the border wall, Pelosi with the border wall, a whole bunch of other things. The fact that they pretend they never said this or they didn't mean that when it's caught on tape and it's caught on audio is nuts. But let's continue because you said she talks a lot about her ass. There's another thing she said about this. Frankly, this is a direct quote, the knee-jerk reaction assuming that I don't understand how tax giveaways to corporations work is disappointing. No, it's not possible that I could come to a different conclusion. The debate must be over my intelligence and understanding of the merits of the deal. It is over her, over her intelligence level. Yes. The, the money that you're giving in a tax break is not actual money that exists. How did she... She has an economics degree. Yes. This is a woman with a degree in economics from Boston University. Oh, my God. Which is apparently supposed to be a very good school. Clearly, she got her degree. I don't know how she got her degree because she clearly doesn't understand economics. I'm not good at math. I got C's in math growing up. That was the one subject that I struggled in. Eighth and grade I understand, <laughs> Yeah, And I understand this very, very easily. The average person who might be even worse at math than I am can understand this. There's no money to be had. The money would have been there had Amazon actually come in, paid their taxes. They got the $3 billion tax break, but they would have had to have paid a surplus in taxes. That's how that would have worked. It's very, very, very common sense, basic, basic stuff. No money was being given to Amazon. Nothing. She doesn't understand it. It's a kickback. It, yeah, it's not. It's, it's a rebate, you, basically. You can't come to a different conclusion. Yeah. You, she's changing the facts. She does this again. She changes the facts, and then she says whatever she wants to say. And if you call her on it, she goes, well, you're just saying this because I'm a woman, or because I'm young, right. or because... It's nonsense. Oh it's all 100% BS bullshit. Yeah. So let's continue with what she said. Because she no, wasn't God, done. There's more? Yes. Quote, there's no way that this deal, one of the biggest giveaways in state history, could possibly have been bad, right? Surely there can't be anything wrong with suddenly announcing a massive restructuring and pricing out of a community without any advance notice or input from them. There's no chance that the speculative insider real estate buys that were creating immediate spikes in rent in one of the most rent-burdened communities in New York City could have possibly been unpopular. Or that a tech giant of Big Brother-esque potential was selling, notoriously flawed and racially biased, facial recognition technology oh, to ICE while trying to move into one of the most immigrant-dense areas of the world. No, it must be because I'm dumb. It is because she's dumb. Mm -hmm. 
It is. It's because you're dumb. You're a dumb, dumb person. You're a big dumb, dumb. <laughs> Amazon, by the way, is a progressive enterprise. Extremely. They're leaving Seattle because they were paying $1 in tax for every dollar they paid their employees. That was what was happening there. That's why they were creating HQ2s in Virginia and what was supposed to be in Long Island City. Because they were getting screwed. They weren't even breaking even there. Because they were paying so much in taxes and costs and payroll that they had to go elsewhere. They needed a place to give them a bit of a break because they're getting screwed where they came from by a progressive legislature. They don't care. And by the way, a lot of the jobs that would have been here in Long Island City for Amazon were corporate jobs. They were tech jobs. A lot of people in tech are not white. They are the same people in your communities. The only difference being they don't want a free handout. They make a high salary because they have skills, because they'd be valued. They'd bring income to those communities. So to the failing businesses and the small businesses in those communities, they start going to the bodegas and the delis and the grocery stores and the restaurants. Because guess what? They live there. New real estate would pop up, making it a nice place for people to visit or to go, which would put more money into the economy. I don't understand what she doesn't understand. And she, she acts like Long Island City is this impoverished neighborhood. It's not. My brother lives in Long Island City. A lot of the Mets of, live in Long Island City. They live in his building. It is yes. one of the nicest areas in New York City to live in. It's apt. She is such a, she's a complete idiot. She is. She's a complete moron. She's literally, she does this. We had another just that. She changes the facts to mm-hmm. prove her point because she's wrong. Yes. And the Democrats have been doing this for years. Mm-hmm. They change the facts. Well, you know, more, you know, all the right-wing people are killing people with AR-15s. Wrong. More people are killed with hands and feet than are killed with AR-15s yep. every single year. So don't start spouting all this nonsense. They do the same thing. Obama said that the CDC was not allowed to keep, uh, what was it? Not allowed to keep stats on gun violence. Guess what? They were keeping stats on gun violence. There's new they, legislation yeah. to do that even further. And they said this because the, the stats that the CDC was keeping was proving that gun control did not work and, in fact, made people less safe. Democrats lie. It's what they do. Listen, most politicians lie. Yes. The Democrats are doing it to take more of your money and more of your freedom. That's the big difference. We, I understand. I don't like politicians in general. I really don't. So, there are good ones. We've met, you know, we've talked to a few. And obviously, Justin's working with Vicky Palladino and all these other things. But the Democrats are doing this for their own selfish gain. And they are doing it at the expense of the American people yes. instead of the actually, you know, helping out people while still making money off of it. Yep. Oh, but she wasn't done. Oh, I'm, not, I'm not done with this. Because you, I mean, I know most of you watching or listening to this, you understand. But for those people who do come across this, who are on the left, who are more towards center, and you're not really sure about the issues, this is coming from her mouth or her Twitter feed more specifically. So this, you need to hear this, and you need to understand what's going on. And anytime I've talked to Democrats, whether whether it's my dad, for instance, who I have political discussions with all the time, or whether it's you know, other friends or family who don't you know don't see things the way Evan or I do. When I explain it to them, and I don't call them names like they tend to call us in reverse, but I just explain, here are the facts of the case, here's what actually happened, here's what they're saying, here's what's reality, they're, more often than not, they'll wake up and say, oh, actually, that's kind of messed up, because it's true, so that we're really going to pound this because we need to. Anyway, she said, more, more about the Amazon deal, and I quote, Folks handling the failed deal treat a community with condescension and disdain for their legitimate concerns. I warned early to any and all that surging New York City costs 
plus failing subways are creating major political forces to be reckoned with. But I don't know what I'm talking about, right? What does that have to do with anything? Nothing. And you could take the money that Amazon was going to pay the city to work and fix the subways. Yep. Now the money doesn't exist, so she's going to use her fake money that doesn't exist in her imagination to fix the subways, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, yeah, you get $3 billion minimum in tax revenue. Minimum. Minimum in tax revenue. And if things went well, guess what they would have done? They would have brought in more people, more jobs, which is more money for the local economy there. And who knows? I talked about this on my show last week, my solo show, my last solo show. Um, they could have maybe gone to central and upstate New York where property is cheaper, where cost of labor is cheaper, and they could have invested into those communities and helped out the entire state if they had a good working relationship. But instead, this was screwed. This next segment is brought to you by Items for All Occasions. Items for All Occasions specializes in helping you sync up with what you need for your event's promotional needs. Whether it's announcements, cards, giveaways, invitations, tchotchkes, or video books, they have you covered. Learn more about Items for All Occasions at www.itemsforallocasions.com. And Andrew Cuomo, mind oh, you, let's, let's stay on this deal. He said, and I quote, The New York State Senate has done tremendous damage. They should be held accountable for this lost economic opportunity. And I'm going to read you the full quote from his and we'll respond to it. And again, this is a two-faced guy because he was saying that it's Amazon's fault, just like AOC just said. It's Amazon's fault that they didn't tell the communities and convince the communities that them coming was a net positive. And they didn't do enough. Meanwhile, from what we heard, they were all, they were at every community meeting. They met with pol- local state politicians. They met with community members to explain the benefits. And all they got was pushback. So they said, you know what? We don't need this bad press. It's not worth it. We had better offers in other areas. And they said that they're not actively looking to go elsewhere. I guarantee you, within the next six months, they'll have another HQ2 location to replace the lost one in Long Island City. It, I, you, why would you have to convince people... That bringing jobs and revenue into an area is a good thing. I don't know. I, I, this doesn't make any sense. All because this... they're victims, right? Oh, my God. It's so so short-sighted and stupid. It's stupid. Mm-hmm. It is. It's very stupid. Oh, they get a tax break. That's not fair. They're bringing in money and jobs, and they are bringing in tax dollars yes. to the state. Mm-hmm. So if they don't come, you get nothing. You yes. get no jobs, no taxes. If you give them the break, you get jobs and you get taxes. How is it not fair to incentivize them to come here? Not one person could possibly tell me that there is any downside to having a business come into an area, bring in money, bring in tax revenue, and bring in jobs. There's no downside. And then, you know, some sense in this statement from Andrew Cuomo before we move on to Kamala Harris but this is his, his whole thing. It's a few paragraphs long. Bear with me. But he said, and I quote, Amazon chose to come to New York because we are the capital of the world and the best place to do <laughs> to do business. That's Jesus hilarious, Christ. by the way. I'm a business owner. I own two businesses. It's not. Anyway, we competed in and won the most hotly contested national economic development competition in the U.S., resulting in at least 25000 to 40000 good-paying jobs for our state and nearly $30 billion in new revenue to fund transit improvements, new housing, schools, and countless other quality-of-life improvements. So essentially, everything AOC was talking go, about— Go back to that for one second. Yes. What, what was that number, $30 billion? Yeah, that's what they and, were projecting. And, and, and what was Ocasio-Cortez upset about? $3 billion. $3 billion. So— for people who aren't good at math, Miss Ocasio Cortez, if someone can forward this to her, yeah. thirty billion is what was going to come in mm-hmm. to fix those things that you just said. 
that you could use your $3 billion, which doesn't exist, so zero. <laughs> so 10 times the amount that they were going to receive in kickbacks or in, incentives, ta- in tax whatever. incentives that they were going to save, uh-huh. you were going to bring in $30 billion. Yes. And now you have zero. Yes. So which number is bigger? $30 billion or zero? It's $30 billion. Continue. Yeah. Yes. Uh, anyway, he's, he kept saying, and I quote, Bringing Amazon to New York diversified our economy away from real estate and Wall Street, further cementing our status as, a, as an emerging center for tech, and was an extraordinary economic win, not just for Queens and New York City, but for the entire region, from Long Island to Albany's Nanotech Center. Like I said, they would have done other things in the state. Not They would have started in the city, but worked their way up. Anyway, however, a small group of politicians put their own narrow political interests above their community, huh, which which is true, but this coming from him is funny, which poll after poll showed overwhelmingly supported bringing Amazon to Long Island City, the state's economic future and the best interests of the people of this state. The New York State Senate has done tremendous damage. They should be held accountable for this lost economic opportunity. The fundals of... The fundamentals, excuse me, of New York's business climate and community that attracted Amazon to be here, our talent pool, world-class education system, <laughs> commitment to diversity and progressivism, <laughs> yep, remain and we won't be deterred as we continue to attract world-class business communities across New York State. But they won't come here. Oh, Why should they? I Especially would, after uh, seeing this? This is horrible. Yeah. This is, this is a huge blow to the state. And as much as I can't stand big government... To bring in that amount of high-paying jobs would have been amazing for New York City. It really yeah. would have been great. And the fact that they were going to use the money to help improve the subway systems and stuff like that, I'm perfectly fine with. That is, you know, that's them saying, you know, that they were going to help improve the infrastructure for the people living in New York City. Fine with that. But when when you have Andrew Cuomo, who is possibly one of the biggest pieces of garbage in politics, telling you that they needed Amazon to come here. And then you have Ocasio-Cortez saying... No, it's a good thing they didn't come here because we're saving $3 billion. No, you're not saving $3 billion. You lost $30 million. Mm-hmm. You ended up with zero and you lost $30 million. That's what happened. Yeah. So when even Andrew Cuomo, who is a giant piece of garbage, in your own party is telling you that you are completely wrong. You, you Bill might, de Blasio said they up. were wrong. Bill de Blasio, who's a giant communist and thinks that no one should be working and that you should seize private property... Even he said they needed Amazon. It, oh, my God. There's no way that Ocasio-Cortez could possibly get reelected if anyone picks up a newspaper. There's Which, no way. I don't think that's going to happen. That's not going to happen because no one reads newspapers. Yeah, not anymore. Now, the last thing we're going to talk about today, Kamala Harris. Oh, so, God. As you probably recalled in the last couple of weeks, she was on a uh, hip-hop station. She was talking about how she smoked weed back in the day in college listening to Snoop Dogg and Tupac. Problem was, this was seven years prior to Snoop Dogg or Tupac even releasing their first albums. So unless she had some demos that we didn't know about, that didn't happen. Tupac was like twelve years old. Yeah, not saying she didn't <laughs> smoke weed, but the fact that she felt that she needed to push it that far, and she also claimed that well, it's more Jamaican heritage, just what I grew up around. Her father, by the way, I just found this out about that. I'm going to read a quote from her father, which is excellent, uh, distancing him and their family from her campaign. But she claimed that because they're Jamaican, that's what they grew up on. But her father's a Stanford economics professor. The mother's a cancer researcher. So they're pretty successful people. And they're actually doing pretty good work, believe it or not, considering what their daughter has amounted to. But he said, and I quote in response to to their daughter saying that she smoked weed and all these other things because she's Jamaican, 
Quote, My dear departed grandmothers, whose extraordinary legacy I described in a recent essay on this website, as well as my deceased parents, must be turning in their grave right now to see their family name, reputation, and proud Jamaican identity being connected in any way, jokingly or not, with the fraudulent stereotype of a pot-smoking joy-seeker and in the pursuit of identity politics. Speaking for myself and my immediate Jamaican family, we wish to categorically dissociate ourselves from this travesty. Wow. Look, a father doing that to their child when they're going for the biggest office, biggest job of their life, you have to have pushed some wrong buttons. And obviously it's true, and I'm glad that this happened because it just goes to show the crazy extent that the left is willing to go to try and win this election. Kamala Harris's only shot at victory is checking off all the intersectional check boxes. She has a lot stacked against her because she was a prosecutor. And in some cases, she was a tough prosecutor. But at the end of the day... Her father and their family just dissociating themselves from her and her campaign. That's a big blow. And, and she was a front runner as recently as a couple of weeks ago. And now I, I don't see it. This, this is not quite the nail in the coffin that Elizabeth Warren did with her 23andMe thing. But th- this is pretty far up there. Yeah, no, this is bad. Uh, she tried to go full Hillary Clinton hot sauce there. <laughs> and it really backfired on her. It really did. This is bad. Listen. She tried to be, she literally, she did the same thing. She tried to appeal to a group of people, mm-hmm. black people and Hispanic people and people who listen to hip hop in the station going, yeah, smoke weed, don't worry about it. She doesn't sound like that, but that's as close as I can get. But, you know, it's, and it backfired on her because one, again, she's caught in a lie. Oh yeah, I was in college listening to Tupac and Snoop. No, you weren't. So were you in college or were you working as a prosecutor? Because if you're working as a prosecutor and smoking weed, that's another problem. Because that's when Could Tupac be. and Soup come out. She was already working as a prosecutor. Yes. So she has really, she really shot herself in the face with this. This is bad. This is really, really bad for her. This, and the fact that her father, like you said, the fact that her father came out and go, listen, we're Jamaican. It's not part of our heritage. We are not Rastafarian. Yeah. This is ridiculous. We do not support this at all. Is a huge, huge blow to her. And it, she might not make it past the primaries. Hmm. Because that's what she really has to get through. Because honestly, if she made it past the primaries... 85 to 90% of Democrats will vote for her anyway just because she's a Democrat. It doesn't matter. But she, it's going to be real hard for her to get past the primaries with this because Bernie's going to come out, come after her after this. You know Cory Booker's coming after her with this. Mm-hmm. Elizabeth Warren's going to have to because she is basically... She's got nothing. She's dead in the water from before she even started her campaign. She's literally doing this to raise money. She'll probably do the same thing AOC did and embezzle it. Mm-hmm. Give her husband all, a job. They all do that. That's yeah. what they do. A lot of these people run just to raise money because they know they can't win. Yeah, and they don't have to give it back, which I, I just found that out about that too with campaign finance. You don't have to give money that isn't used back. I mean, obviously, that's almost impossible to track. Like, But yeah, they, they don't have to give it back. They keep it. They can either pool it and keep it for another future campaign or they can use it however they want. Same thing with uh, you know Blasi Ford during the Me Too thing with Justice Kavanaugh. She had a GoFundMe page, raised over a million dollars. No one knows where it went. She's getting another seven-figure deal from a book publisher. So this is just this just goes to show that you can't trust these people, that they're not authentic. They try to be authentic. They try to be real with people. And they're trying to make it seem like smoking weed is cool, which whatever. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. But at the end of the day, the fact that her father just, and, and he used the term intersectional in his response, which is outstanding. Because that's exactly what she is running on. She's trying to check off, I'm a woman and I'm black intersectional checkboxes checked 
I have more right now than anybody else running for president. And Cory Booker was the only opposition to that. The only thing is, he's black, but he's not a female, obviously. So he's a step behind her. Now, he has a little bit more credibility. Though, interestingly, with the Jesse Smollett thing, they both said essentially the same thing, modern-day lynching, and that turned out to be completely fabricated. And, by the way, this morning, he turned himself into authorities because he's facing a federal felony charge. Well, if he wants to be attacked, if he goes to prison, that'll definitely happen in the showers. Yes, absolutely. So, Good job, Jesse. Yeah, good job. And and it just goes to show, too, and I guess we can end on this. There's the victim mentality that they want to parlay. AOC talking about how the Amazon deal was bad because it would gentrify the neighborhood and it would ruin local businesses and all these other stupid things. Long Island City is heavily white. Yes. What it you, is. If you've not been there. What is she talking? She, she doesn't know. Her district, yeah. Her district involves different sections of Queens and the Bronx, but yes. She, it's it's heavily white, like like we said. Evan's brother lives in the same building. There's a lot of New York Mets. Uh, there's a lot of you know higher end developments and places to live in Long Island City. They've definitely cleaned it up in recent years. So it's almost a perfect place for Amazon to have started their headquarters. And it doesn't gentrify the neighborhood overall. It's a net positive. You got jobs, you got tax revenue, and you got income going towards businesses in that community. There's nothing bad that would have come out of it in exchange for 30 billion in tax revenue you give three back sue me end of the world right but now they have nothing and it's all identity politics the victim card is going to continue to be played and this isn't just a political thing it's a societal thing if we're going to get the right people in office if we're going to instill the right policies get back to our founding principles we need to change the culture there's so many people in this world who are victims who want to be victims who like with jesse smollett who we just talked about Went to the point of paying four grand to two jacked Nigerian dudes, one of whom was his personal trainer and worked on Empire as an extra, to send in a fabricated note with powdered aspirin and then to beat him up with a noose and bleach while he held onto a Subway sandwich in a polar vortex. It, it's 2 a.m. Who's going out at 2 a.m. with a bottle of bleach and a noose in Chicago? In the, in the winter. Negative, Not, negative temperatures. Even if it wasn't the winter. Who is going out? What white people? Sorry, what white people... This fact, or going out in oh. Chicago at 2 a.m. Yep. What with with people, a noose yeah. and a MAGA hat. Get the and fuck by, out of here. Yeah, and by the way, Illinois is about as blue as we are as a state, just so you know, in terms of local state politicians. And Chicago is a very blue area. Um, so the fact that the, any of this was even plausible should have been off the table from the start. Obviously, it's on officially now. It was. But yes, they're just playing the victim card. We can't allow it to happen. And we are going to point out when they mess up. And it's good that Kamala Harris's father came out to alleviate that and said, we're not victims. And it's not good to um, put these stereotypes in there for us and our family and Jamaicans in general. Uh, this is all good stuff that's coming out. So we want to bring that to you. But guys, if you like the show, please subscribe. Leave us a five-star review or applicable. It always helps. And also, if you can, share it with a fellow conservative, even if someone who's on the other side of the spectrum. Maybe our ideas will wake them up a little bit and they'll be able to discern or think differently. Also, if you can donate, just $5 a month. It comes out to $60 for the year. You get a Don't Let Fear Take Your Freedom wristband. You also get access to our mailbag every Friday. If we have a guest, we send you out an email that morning. What questions would you like us to ask him or her? If we don't have a guest, what topics would you like us to cover? You help us out, we help you out. We bring the topics most pertinent to you. If you can afford $50 for the year, Saving $10. Not only do you get the wristband, not only do you get mailbag access, but you also get an Empire State Conservative Network hoodie. Our logo will be on the front. Name and number on the back. Size is small to 5XL. So no matter how big or small you are, you have a size for you. Uh, if you buy that stuff off our website and you include shipping, you're paying about 75 bucks. 
getting it for $50, free shipping, no big deal, uh, if you're able to donate to us. And again, we're just looking to replace costs. We're paying to reach you. It is not cheap, and we're just looking to cover costs. So anything you can afford to give us helps. But for that, I am Pete. This is Evan. We're signing off. We're going to come back at you tomorrow. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Talk to you then. Hey, everyone. It's Evan from Empire State Conservative Network. Please check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Also, check us out on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network, on Instagram at GetRedPilledNY, and on Twitter at Empire State Cons. Also, check out our store at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com slash store for all current and future merchandise to help melt the snowflakes in your life. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.